And now back to your regular programming. You've never heard less productive analysis. Heard nationally, it's the Believe in FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by my former teammate, former roommate at the University of Rhode Island, Mr. Sean Anderson. Sean, I already cracked on a cold one on this Thursday night. It's the Believe in Need New Britches podcast. That's All right. Oh, I'm not, I, I, we're moving past that. <laughs> Hold on. I was going to leave it ambiguous as to who might have had a problem right before the cameras started. But now that you're saying you need to move past it, I think that answer uh, has come to its own conclusion. Sean, you told me, and I'm just going to continue to breeze past this. You told me that you had a moral conundrum. What was that uh, moral conundrum? Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. 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 All right, that's for any talk. Never mind. That's that's for maybe one person in the audience, regardless. <laughs> Which is me. Uh, but um, yeah. Okay. So tonight is Thursday night. All right. So I will be I'll be betting on the game tonight with our friends at Bet Online. Uh, I'll be using. So uh, this is part read and part moral conundrum. All right. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday for the last. I'd say six or seven Thursdays, give or take one or two. We have gone to the same bar and gotten a table and watched the whatever game was on because it's a fun bar, decent drinks, is good atmosphere, uh, good food, all that stuff, right? Tonight, okay. Atlanta, Atlanta is playing. They're playing Carolina. They're tied for first in the NFC South. Atlanta is, okay? Now, Nobody in the bar is going to care about this game but me. There might be one douchebag in, in the Panthers jersey or maybe somebody in a, a Falcons hat, but nobody's going to par- care about care about this game. They won't. So I'm the only one that's going to care about it. I'm the only one that's going to be concerned about the TVs. Okay. Do I go and watch the game or do I sit in my house? I bought a 12-pack just in case for the latter option here. And just drink in the dark and watch this game in in, in self loathing for my. Are you in? Are you in? So what I don't understand: Are you anticipating that this game will not be on, or are you? No, no, it'll be on. There's like there's like uh, I don't know twenty screens in the place, big projectors, a lot of good quality TVs. You have. I don't want to be around anybody. Character syndrome. No, 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 no. No, no, It's I don't want to be around anybody. I don't want to be around anyone. It's going to be an emotional night. Just go watch the the game and shut the hell up. I don't understand what the problem is. You're making this more more of something than it needs to be. Go watch the game. Be in a be an adult. Be out. Be outside and around. Sit inside. I want to sit inside in the dark, though. Mm. I want to sit inside in the dark. See, no, 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 no. You know what I know? That is not main character syndrome. I'm not going to be looking Uh, around saying, "Oh, is Sean enjoying the game? Oh, Sean thinks that." If he's not enjoying the game or if his team's losing, everyone has to have a bad time. I'm not saying that. I just, I just, eh, don't, I just, like don't, that's not what I'm saying. It's, Would you, it's you being worried be that everyone's going to notice that you're having a bad time? That's what it is. I just get too stressed. That's what it is. It's not whether or not I'm drinking's the, for. You know what I think it really is? Drinking and watching the game compounds it because this will be the first time all year I'll be able to drink and watch my team. You know what I really think it is, Sean? Huh? I think that you want to sit in your room in the dark so you can watch the first three quarters, and then when they blow it, you can play COD. I think that's what it is, which just admit it. Just say that's what you want to do tonight, and you want to play COD and drink your 12-pack. That's First of all, I've, I've, play, I've played plenty of COD this week. 
All right. I've, I've been up till 2 a.m. a lot of the, the, the days, the nights. All right. Oh, that explains the lack of energy. <laughs> Last night I tried to go to sleep early and it did not, it didn't take. Sean Kyler Anderson out here is allowing COD to disrupt his performances is basically what I'm understanding. Fuck you. Correct? I gave you a great performance on Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, I gave you the best weekday stream you've ever had. I'm not going to lie. That actually was the best energy you did give. Um, you were a little actually we were a little low energy at the beginning and i'll admit i, I watched the, the beginning of it and we were a little low energy and it was a little i was rewatching. i thought we had a really good show towards the the three quarters in and beyond or not three quarters in a quarter in and beyond so the remaining three quarters i would agree that we did i i think uh, you and i get fueled by having more people in the room so if you're listening yes. to this and you're an fcs yes. football listener subscribe to hack city and turn to your notifications on on youtube so when we go live, we're talking college football. You can be a part of it, and it's all it's all fun. Collins a part of it. The moral conundrum, Joe, is you right now. You're casually going to the bars, I'd say, to watch the Giants if they play, uh, because they have uh, the first tolerable no, team that, no. that they've had in in a decade. But Sean, I know that the one team you know I will get upset the most about is Notre Dame, and like I intentionally go to bars anticipating to get upset to watch the Notre Dame game. I like I, I literally brought people to go to a Notre Dame bar to get upset for the Ohio State game. Like I don't care. It's just a part of the it's a part of the process, brother. I know. I just don't like that process. I don't I don't like sitting in traffic and, and listening to music that I like because it 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 makes both situations worse for me because I don't want the music ruined by the traffic. And I, 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 you need to find a Falcons bar. I think you need to find an Atlanta sports bar, and I'm willing to bet that there is one out there. There's totally an Atlanta sports bar in D.C. Don't tell me that there's not. I don't want to go to an Atlanta Falcons sports bar or an Atlanta sports bar, okay? Okay. It's just a moral conundrum. Okay. I, don't, I didn't even need you to take my side. I just needed you to take some, some, some. I guess a, a, a weirdly anti-hostile opposition. I. You basically said I needed you to listen to my problems and not try to provide a solution. You sound like a girl. Um, no, no. Your solution was go, and I, I just challenged yeah. that with, with me getting frustrated easily at a bad team is all. So, Sean, for this game, I took – I didn't know this. The Falcons have one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL. So, I took – Yeah, very bad. A.J. Terrell's hurt. It's it's a bad I, passing defense. Casey I Hayward's hurt, yeah. parlayed P.J. Walker and D.J. Moore. Walker over on passing yards. I think it was like 180. And then D.J. Moore over on receiving yards. I think I took like 70 or something like that. So, okay. It's it's not a terrible bet because the Falcons' pass defense stinks, but they're playing in rather awful weather tonight. Very mm -hmm. windy conditions, like almost what the uh, uh, Bills and Patriots are playing in last year. So I don't. I'm not in love with that. If anything, I would take the rushing overs for every running back and maybe the under also. And if you want to find these lines, and if you're listening ah. to this, uh, if you have some type of uh, insider knowledge like I do, head to betonline.ag and join to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Your rewards. I don't. I, I should be able to do that better. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Uh, Thank you. Um, yep. All right, let's talk about these games. So we've got three games we're going to talk about. Because we've got three, we're not going to go super deep into these three games, but still really important. We're at the point in the season where 
all of these teams, and I noticed this when we were doing the notes, that they're all really well-rounded and they're the best statistically at a, like, a lot of different categories because we're a, a couple weeks away from the playoff. Like We're really close, and I always get distracted by the FBS schedule and I always forget that the FCS schedule is a couple weeks shorter. So we're really close to the playoff. These games are super important. The three games that we're talking about today, Furman at Mercer, Sanford at Chattanooga, and then Richmond at Delaware. Sean, I want to start us off with Furman traveling to play number 14, Mercer. Furman's kind of snuck their way up into the rankings yeah. with some really good games that they've had. And like, I didn't even really know that they were that high. I knew they were ranked, but they have benefited from a number of things to place them where they are. Now, Sean, I, in my deep dive on this, I don't see a reason why Mercer shouldn't win this game. Uh, I see so many things that Mercer does so freaking well. And I know that I, I was so hyped on Fred Payton when they played Chattanooga. It didn't really live up to that hype, but defensively, uh, you know, they're getting after opposing teams. They've got one of the best run defenses, They've got one of the best pass defenses in the country. And then their offensive line is top 20 in two categories, along with the fact that they have one of the most explosive rushing offenses in the country. And I know Furman is strong, but it is going to be a really, really difficult matchup for them to face Mercer. And I think this is legitimately their first real test this season. Yeah, Furman had a really good October after falling to Samford 34-27. to 27. Uh, They beat the Citadel by 11 points. They beat Western Carolina by 7 points. High-scoring matchup put up 47, their highest total of the year. Oh, second highest total of the year. Pardon me. They beat, beat North Greenville 52 to nothing on September 1st. Uh, they, they stomped out VMI 41-3, to and then uh, they beat Chattanooga of all teams, 24 to 20 on the 29th of October. So they had a really good October. They're a team that has been rolling. They've kind of been defiant to being overlooked is what I'd say, because it hasn't been the year where we're talking about Furman that much. It's been the year where we've actually been talking about Mercer a little more. We've been talking about Chattanooga way more. Uh, But Furman has defied that and said, hey, fat boy, uh, we're going to be uh, in the in the race. That's where we're going to be. Now, right now, their projections, uh, first round, they're going to be playing Richmond, and then they're going to have to face off against Sac State. That's just how it sits right now. Mm-hmm. That's a tough draw, but right now they're in the contention. They're they're in the contention. Uh, and then Mercer, a little bit of an easier draw here, playing <laughs> Davidson and then Samford. So Furman's definitely looking, for, looking to get a better matchup in a playoffs chase in that first round. It's going to be tough unless Sanford falls, then they're going to have, you know, how do you, how do you jump into that next uh, bye week category? Uh, so basically this game comes down to better seeding, a better matchup where you don't have to play one of the best CAA teams and then arguably the best team in the country in the playoffs. Yeah. And again, my main takeaway with this with Furman is I think that they just, I, I, they've, they're kind of, it feels like that they're kind of riding some of the recent success to get where they are. And I don't see, and we know what Furman is. They're an option team. They're very heavily reliant on the run game. They're one of the worst teams in the country in terms of yards per completion. I don't really have any faith that they can keep up with Mercer. Like that's just a realistic outlook. Um, but as we all know, they still find a way to force teams to play down to their level. So you can't necessarily completely take them out of it. But I think like Fred Payton and company with Mercer 
they've just been yeah. so freaking good offensively. It's, it, it's hard to, it's hard not to heavily lean Mercer, especially when this game is at Mercer. Hey Joe, what do people in the Carolinas call a Sasquatch? What? A fur man. Heyo. Come it? on. Come on. Come on for your boy. A little bit of love. Where's the love? Uh, Where's the a little bit of love for the kid? Uh, I hate doing the show with you. Come on. A little bit so of love for the kid. Uh, Just a little. I need a little bit of love for the kid. Uh, That just like we were talking about how when we do the live streams and we get so much energy when people join the chat, that just took so much air out of me. And I, I don't, I don't even know if I want to finish the show after you just said that. Like I want to tap out. Can can we take like a fiver break? This is why we need mid mid show ads. This is just. This I'm is, moving on to the next this, game because I, I can't even I can't even the, move on. I you can't think we would need to take a you think we would need to break in radio and then send yes. it to commercial so you could throw something yourself. at you. Throw something at you. Absolutely. That's what the break would be for. It would be we would come back from break and you would have uh either a black eye from a coffee cup being oh. hurled at your head or oh, uh water all over you from me oh. dumping water on you, something along those lines. That's that's what would happen there. Oh, Come All on. Right. I want to move Ooh. on to the next game because you've already <laughs> ruined the first one. Uh, Sanford's traveling to play at Chattanooga. Sanford's another one of those teams that just sneakily keeps moving their way up in the rankings where they're number 10 playing number 11 Chattanooga again at Chattanooga. This one is really weird to me because kind of similar to how Furman isn't really exceeding um, statistically in a number of categories this one's even more lopsided like it's really weird looking at this matchup and the main thing that Samford is relying on is Michael Ayers their quarterback who has been extremely efficient and really really good this season but Chattanooga man number nine yards per completion their explosive is all hell which we've talked about before the run defense is top 15 they are uh, one of the best offensive lines in the country top 20 in both important categories when we're talking about mm -hmm. sacks allowed TFLs allowed and then they're getting after the quarterback. Like that's legitimately scary if you're Samford and you've got a an average offensive line. Michael Ayers needs to be worried with Jay Person uh, coming after him. And oh my God, I'm blanking on the the uh, Devonta Maxwell on their defensive line. They've got some dudes. Like this is a really well rounded Chattanooga team. And that loss that they suffered that you mentioned earlier was so unexpected. But I think as they get back more on track and alleviate those those injuries that they were dealing with. Like, this is a total prove-it game for Chattanooga playing Sanford. Dude, the Southern Conference is kind of popping off right now. Yeah, uh, yeah I absolutely. mean, really all knotted up. And, I mean, Sanford's on a seven-game winning streak. <laughs> I, that's how you take control of a conference. They just don't – They. Oh, wow. I, I mean, they lost to Georgia, and then they decided, uh, screw everybody else, we're just going to win every game – and then maybe went out for the uh, for the rest of the year. Like, oh, it's impressive. It just is. Uh, and they lost in Georgia week two. But, I mean, they beat everybody. They beat everybody but literally Chattanooga and Mercer. So if you're in the Southern Conference, you're sitting here saying, hey, if we're going to shake it up, we have to do it now. We have to win the next two games. Between the matchup we just talk about, uh, talked about or the, the matchup that we're talking about currently, this is an exciting draw for the teams. And, I mean... <sighs> I never envy practice and college football players that have to practice right now mm. have to wake up, you go to practice in the cold, 
get your cleats wet because it rained the night before and your your socks are wet and you fall down and now you're whole now you're cold and you're you're freezing and it's not fun. But if if the, there are some inspired football players going to practice these next two weeks in, in the Southern Conference for these four teams, so we're going to see some really good football uh, because Sanford's not playing around and Chattanooga sure as hell is not playing around. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is a very very uh, fun game that we're going to get to see here. Yeah, the the big storyline that you hit on here, and, and everyone who obviously is acknowledging this that we're talking about on today's show, we're talking about a lot of Southern Conference teams. And in most years, it's like one team. It's, maybe two. It's maybe two. Maybe two. And right now, what we've got going on with these with these oh god damn it. This I, I swear to God, I type into into Google. I want to pull up the standing so I can look at them. Um, and it gives me the basketball standings for the Southern Conference. This Google stinks. Um, but I can tell you my, a search engine that's better than <laughs> a lot of them. But to the point that we're bringing up here, we don't typically have four teams fighting for a conference championship in the Southern Conference. Like it's usually just Sanford or just Chattanooga or for just sure. Furman. And you know, you got a couple other teams that are. are vying for competitiveness in the conference but this year it's three five and one teams and a six and oh Samford which is crazy to think and then overall you have three teams that are seven and two and one eight and one Samford team I wouldn't be shocked if all these teams didn't make the playoff like they're probably all going to wait I would be shocked if they all didn't didn't so they, I said it they, I said it they right. all should yeah they all should make the playoff I don't foresee any reasoning why they should not they are all qualified they're all competitive i love the way that all these teams are fighting right now and they're doing it in a fun way like we're kind of yeah. used to the citadel grind it out the the Furman grind it out the etsu grind it out but instead we're back to those you know those those days where sanford's airing teams out where chattanooga and mercer are arising and airing teams out and and chattanooga and mercer are two of the most well-rounded teams in the country with how effectively they're running the ball, they're passing the ball, both have really good offensive lines. It's just great football. It's great, great football. And the funny thing too is that like I feel like the two best teams in the conference aren't even the ones that are going to win the conference with Chattanooga and Mercer. It's quite possible that doesn't happen. Yeah, the analyst has all four currently in the bracket. And I mean, realistically, unless one of these teams drop, if everyone splits, congratulations. Now we're now we're chilling. And we're doing well, and then we're gonna um, we're gonna go through, and everyone's gonna be in the conference. And they're all quality teams. None of these teams are slouches. I know we're kind of <clears throat> we try not to be super biased towards CAA, Big Sky, uh, uh, Missouri Valley, but at the same time, a lot of dudes come out of there, and a lot of really really talented teams come out of there. But this Southern uh, Conference right now has a lot of really good talents and a lot of really good teams. So it's uh, I don't think it's very it's all too bad that we're talking about them. Now the last matchup that we have, of course, we've got a CAA matchup in here. I almost included URI UNH, but I thought that four was a little overkill. That is another ranked on ranked yeah. matchup. But we do have a battle for the top with Richmond traveling to play number seventeen Delaware. Uh, Delaware, sorry, a uh, twelve ranked Richmond team and. This one, the one thing that popped out to me, Sean, is the fact that both of these teams have not only really good quarterbacks, and I, I we we knew this, we knew this. It, they're they're both just so dominant 
throwing the football. And it is difficult to truly predict who wins in this matchup because this could really open up and turn into a shootout between Reese Udinski and Nolan Henderson. Like we've, we've talked about both these guys this whole season. Now they take over football games and they're how they're both extremely efficient. And they're statistically two of the best quarterbacks in the country. This is one of those games where it legit comes to fruition. Yeah. Uh, Nolan Henderson. It's, it's weird because they're both so good. Nolan Henderson has been on fat stats more because Every third game, he'll go for five touchdowns, and then a couple games, he'll go for like 200, two touchdowns, a pick or something like that. Mm-hmm. Reese Udinsky hasn't made it, but consistently, consistently putting out 300-yard games, two touchdowns, 300-yard game, three touchdowns, rushing for one, doing what he needs to do. So he's kind of under the radar because he hasn't had that fat stat. That's why you have fat stats. It's kind of morbidly obese, freaky stat lines from the from the <laughs> entire slate, Whereas, but but that does not detract from the quality of, of no. football that he is playing and what the Richmond Spiders are playing. I am so – I cannot believe – one, two, three, four, five, six. One loss, Rhode Island sitting at six. Unbelievable. <sighs> Hate the CAA. Regardless, that's not the game we're talking about. <laughs> it's not the game we're talking about. Who do we root for here, Joe? Richmond's five and one in conference. Delaware's four and two. Let Delaware take the slide. Yeah. You, you, Richmond uh, five and two. Go, go Spiders. Yeah, you. I think from our perspective, yeah, we're, we have to be rooting for for Richmond in this because how the f is Elon number four? I don't know. I feel I, like they've been so underwhelming. So That's so tilting. I watched them play. They crumbled. They didn't have an offense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rhode Island. You. I mean, you were there. You were in person. You. They smacked them. It, it, Elon couldn't move the ball. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're talking about Richmond. We're talking about. Uh, uh, Delaware, but it's bigger than that because the CAA as knotted up as the the Southern Conference is. It couldn't be more knotted here. Mm. Five and one, five and one, five and one, five and two, four and two, four and two. The uh, I think. What, what do we do? What, what what the hell? Yeah, and the competitiveness of the CAA I think is really showing oh, up this season. Going crazy. I think one thing that leads me to lean Delaware is just how much more explosive they are. So the weird thing is Richmond has a top 10 passing offense, but they're second to last in yards per completion, which is really weird. It's really, really weird. And I guess it makes sense the way that volume. I think it's volume, but the way that Richmond's receiving core is built, it's a lot of bigger, more chunky guys. It's not a lot of like speed type receivers. And I honestly think like if we're talking about, I know it's so cliche to be like quarterback, quarterback, shootout, shootout, high passing attack, blah, blah, blah. I think in this type of a game, the one that has a higher explosiveness per reception, like you got to lean into that. That's something. I mean, every, we heard it plenty of times and I think we've said it on the show before, at least I've reiterated it. Mm -hmm. And Joe, you can echo this sentiment. It's five plays that, that dictate a game in college football. It's five plays. We heard that all the time when we were playing. And five plays could be determined by turnovers, explosion plays, or, or just taking the top off, getting a big sack. Uh, but you have five plays per game that determine the game. Uh, so Delaware might be more um, 
not set up for like what's there's a better word for that like better like, equipped better equipped to mm. make those five plays even though richmond might be the better team if that makes sense yeah because all a, a game like this all comes down to is someone getting a quick score and building yeah. momentum like that's yeah. that's what this is that's what the circumstances is it just takes one of those instances one deep bomb you know one quick 20 yard reception that leads to and sets up a touchdown like that's how you build momentum in a game and right. maybe that's what it takes um all right Sean let's get to FC estimates oh let's let's, let's do it dude <sighs> FC estimates was a bloodbath I don't even know if I want to <sighs> no I want to okay all right we've reached 100 games uh I went three for 10 Sean went five for 10 fuck you uh I'm 61 for 100 Sean is 69 for 100. Again, oh, oh, so you. that's 69% of the games I've picked right compared to 61% uh, of the me. games that you've picked right. Blow me. This is just money line, folks. Blow me. Joe's barely getting 60. Joe's Blow failing. Me. I'm passing. You're now, if you're going the school eight. metric, I, I'm up on you by eight. How you're, many weeks are left, jackass? Well, all I need is for you to go 0-10 next week, and then I'm going to go. Actually, I think I picked every single team that you picked. Hey, that's the method for success. Oh no, no, there's 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 two that I'd pick differently than you. So, oh, what needs... so maybe you can bring it within six. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen that's, after you this need weekend. to start getting you don't know how to how to gamble. Oh, I, I murdered. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot to mark one of them. Wait, wait, who won between Kennesaw State and UT Martin? Although did we well, we both picked UT Martin, so it doesn't even matter. We both got that one wrong. Okay. All right. It doesn't change anything. Never mind. Never mind. All right, Sean, let's get into Hold this on. week. So just, just, just one more time. I'm 69 for a hundred on the year. We've picked a hundred games. I got 69 Blow of me. them, right? Blow me. You only got 61 of them, right? Okay. Uh, Charleston Southern at Whoa. NCA and T three for 10. Gross. Charleston NCA and T. Give me the Aggies. I do uh, like the, uh, do you like the uh, sickos committee posting uh, the scores of all the different Aggies? It's either sickos or uh, Red no, CFB. I, I think it's the, I think it's sickos. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's Texas A&M. It, it's uh, NCA and T is all of them. And NCA and T is like better than Texas A&M on the season. I'm taking NCA and T. Uh, Duquesne at St. Francis. Oh, St. Francis, but it's very, very tough. Uh, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but I'm picking Duquesne Gardner Webb at Campbell. I, I mean, give me the camels. Yeah, sure, whatever. Give me the camels. Also, uh, South Dakota at North Dakota. Give me North Dakota. I like the Battle Hawks or Fighting Hawks or whatever the hell they got. Some sweet unis and they can Just run the ball. Totally making that mascot up. North Dakota is my pick. Austin P. Kennesaw. Okay, Joe Orgeron. Give me uh, Kennesaw. <laughs> Peeing all North over Dakota. you. North Dakota. I was on a shrimp boat in North Dakota. <laughs> we was getting walleyes and going to Culver's. You don't know nothing about the Culver's. You get a walleye, you freeze it, you go get some cheese curds, and Richmond you mash the cheese curds and the bread. Then you got some cheese curd walleye. R R Richmond at Delaware. And then you roll down on their cement streets. All right, I'm picking pavement. Richmond. Um, <laughs> oh, damn it. Why are you cutting off Midwest Orgeron here? <laughs> um, <laughs> Delaware, Richmond, Delaware. I'm taking Richmond. <laughs> uh, that's an, that might be the most in the weeds in person. <laughs> Midwest Orgeron? Come on. Yeah. I think he'll be a fan favorite. I mean, Orgeron Come on, now go Bucks. Roll Bucks. Orgeron roll was... Give me some middle light. Orgeron was in uh, 
was in I, I can't picture him in Los Angeles when he was the coach at USC. That's nuts to me. I, I know well there's the story of go the down details. The go, donuts. Go go watch <laughs> go watch the Randy's Donuts, maybe? Randy's Donuts, yeah. Go, donuts, go watch stuck. the his Dan Patrick interview where he's talking about Adrian Peterson and him trying to get him to go to USC. Uh-huh. It's it's one of the best like guest spots that I've ever seen. And the story that he's telling is how much he loved Adrian Peterson, how badly he wanted him. And apparently, so Adrian Peterson's dad was in jail. So what he oh, tried yeah, to yeah, yeah. what he tried to do to get him to go to USC was to transfer his dad to an LA County prison so that he could see him. It's it, one of the one of the best one of the best interviews if anyone hasn't hasn't heard it. Uh, URI at UNH. Uh, URI. You gonna read the whole thing you wrote out? Nope. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with URI as well. Uh, Sanford <laughs> at Chattanooga. <laughs> that frustrates. That's ex- you know- that's it's a pretty so good margin. The thing that you wrote down that that's actually probably by a pretty wide margin, is it not? Uh, no, a very a very thin margin. Uh, the if anything would be really thick. Would you would it? think so. I think now you're giving me a little too much context as to what I wrote. But I, I think do not think I the think listeners means, enjoy. When I think we, it means really. Th- I think that would be really thick. I think that would be no, really thick. Uh-uh, Why would it be thin? I. It's unclear so that rules. it I didn't make the rules okay. on, on this on this term. All right, Sanford at Chattanooga. People are gonna be pissed. <laughs> Chattanooga. I'm also going to Chattanooga. Uh, Furman at Mercer. Give me Mercer. I'm going Mercer as well. And then Ewu at Montana. Uh Montana. I'm picking Montana too. All right. Sean is gonna go get really upset in public uh, and then fall asleep drunk in his yeah i can't wait to pay twelve dollars for an eight percent ipa that's actually twelve percent so then after two drinks i feel like a a, a cement truck hit me get a pitcher that's what i do they don't do pitchers no that's place stinks this place stinks don't ever bring me there my pitcher place closed down Hmm. why did you close it down i I was there on the last three nights that it was operating. <laughs> it reopened in D.C. Uh, Jamie, Whit- Jamie Williams knows Whitlow's. Whitlow's is in D.C. now. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I was going to say something, but I completely forgot. Uh, Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. Hack City. Notifications on. Drive safe. We'll be back. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.